0: New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books. And in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, what is going on, friends? I cannot believe it. This journey that we have been walking through in Exodus is about to draw to a close. Hopefully, as we have engaged these 40 chapters of Exodus and seen how God calls us out to draw us in, um, hopefully it has impacted you in a great, great way. Um, For those who I do not know, my name is Nick, and I get the privilege of being the teaching pastor here at New Vision. And um, you guys know how this goes. If you have been with us, you know kind of the method and the rhythm of how we engage this text, I'm going to read um, the passage in its entirety. It's going to be Exodus chapter 40, verses 26 through 38. And then when I'm done reading it in its entirety, I'm going to come back and give you a couple of thoughts, uh, some impactful things for me um, as I read the text. Um, And then um, hopefully we'll gain some insight on how we can go live differently in light of what we experience today and today i'm going to change it up i know it's the last one in this exodus text in this exodus journey and hopefully you will join us as we start walking through the advent season but um that will be the next reading we do is going to walk alongside our advent book but anyways um hopefully uh we will walk differently in light of this and uh as we engage this so exodus chapter forty twenty six through thirty eight and again I'm reading out of the ESV, not the CSB. I gave my CSB away to someone in need of a Bible, so I'm going to be reading out of the ESV today and uh let's dive in. It says this verse twenty six chapter forty. He, talking about Moses, put the golden altar in the tent of meeting before the veil, and burned fragrant incense on it. As the Lord had commanded Moses, he put in place the screen for the door of the tabernacle. And he set the altar of burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered on it the burnt offering and the grain offering and the Lord, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it for washing, with which Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet. When they went into the tent of meeting and when they approached the altar, they washed as the Lord commanded Moses. And he erected the court around the tabernacle and the altar and set up the screen of the gate of the court. So Moses finished the work. Verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle throughout all their journeys. Whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. All right. first of all, what I love is as we are reading through verses 26, uh, really through 30, um, we see that Moses is doing exactly as the Lord called him to do. Moses was obedient. I think a lot of times in this day and age, obedience is a bit of a dirty word. Or let me speak for myself. I feel that sometimes obedience is a bit of a dirty word. Um, But, you know, it's not. Because obedience is the pathway we take that leads us to God's best. And that's exactly what Moses is doing. He is doing all the things he was entrusted to do. Um, And then verse 32 I love that says, is when they went into the tent of meeting and when they approached the altar They washed as the Lord commanded Moses and he erected the court around the tabernacle and the altar and set up the screen of the gate of the court So what I read in that with them washing of their hands and the feet them preparing for God to move Like here's what I thought about I thought you know what they cannot clean up themselves fully like, no matter how many times they wash their hands, how many times they wash their feet, all of the things, they are never going to get to a spot where they can clean themselves. They need a savior and a king to do so. Um, because this cleanliness in which they're experiencing is only a temporary, it's not a full one. But... I love the fact that they're willing to do their part, but knowing ultimately that true cleansing doesn't come from yourself and what you do and your good works and your good deeds. Really cleansing comes from the price that was paid on the cross for you and I that has fully cleaned us. That cleaning doesn't ever go anywhere. We are cleaned fully because of what Christ has done. And I don't know, as I was reading that today, it just kind of struck me in a different way. Then it goes on to say this at the tail end of verse 33. So Moses finished the work. Hey, everybody. You have been given and entrusted to be a part of this kingdom. And I love that Moses did what he was entrusted. Another way, and you'll hear this in scripture a lot, is Moses stewarded what he received really, really well. He stewarded his calling well. He stewarded his gifts well. He used all of those things to finish the work. It goes on to say this, and I think this is very very important. Verse 35. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because clouds settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. As so I think about that, I think, man, even Moses wasn't able to go in the full presence of the king um in this moment. Like he, he he could get around it, he could get close, and he would even go into meeting in the tent of meeting eventually, um, you know, to meet with God, you know, but this full glory of God right here. Moses couldn't go in, and the reason he couldn't go in is because there was still something separating him. Yes, God came in the midst and God came down, but yet because God is holy and set apart and we are a people that were a people that were not holy and set apart, Moses could not even get into the full presence of the king because there is more to come in this story, here's what I love now. I love now that through Jesus and what Jesus has done and his perfect life lived, his perfect sacrifice surrendered on the cross and his resurrection from the grave, we can meet face to face with the king. We no longer have to have veiled faces as Moses did when he came down from meeting with God. Now we can have unveiled faces. Now we have nothing to fear and we can approach the throne with confidence because there is nothing separating us because of Jesus' work on a cross, through a cross, in his resurrection. I think that is a beautiful thought. And so as we land this plane on Exodus, I think one of the things that God is reminding me of is, hey, Nick, you were called out to be drawn in. Hey, Nick, yes, you are far from perfect. And yes, Nick, you have mistakes, but I'm calling you out to draw you into me because, Nick, you are welcome in my tent of meeting. You are welcome at my table. And when you take your seat at my table, you become as a son and daughter of a king. May you not forget that today. If you have said yes to Jesus and his completed work on the cross, or maybe right here and right now you need to do so. Maybe you've never done that. But right here and right now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I know that I want this invitation. I know that I want to take my seat at the table of the king. You can do that right here, right now. You might be driving in your car. You might be sitting at work. But you have never said yes to the invitation from the king to become his son or his daughter. You can do that right now. If you can say something like this. Hey God, dear God, I do not understand it all. But the best way I know how, I say yes to the perfect life that Jesus lived that I could not live. I say yes to his perfect life surrendered on a cross him dying a death that I should have died and I say yes to the fact that three days later he was resurrected from the grave showing me that I have a way to overcome death and sin through what Jesus did on the cross and if you said something like that on the authority of God's Word It says that you will be saved. Another way to say that is you have become a son or daughter of the king, and there is nothing that anybody can do about it, and so you can approach the throne with confidence because Jesus has made a way where there was no way. Welcome to the family. I just want you guys to know that we are for you and we love you, and we hope that you continue to remember and to fix your eyes on the king who has stepped towards you so that we could be in right relationship. That is love that is undignified and truly beautiful. But anyways, we hope you will continue on this journey with us as we walk into the Advent season and know that we are for you, know that we love you, but more importantly, as it says in this text, you have a God who is before you, a God in your midst, and a God who has your back. Y'all be blessed. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.